Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. This series is all about getting started in property because that's a very popular topic. And in the first video, I'm going to cover whether you should buy and hold or buy and sell. Alongside that, I'm going to cover whether you should have the business in your own name as a sole trader or have it in a limited company. So watch out for all the fantastic tips. Now, property is very popular, especially for people who are either perhaps looking to stop full-time employment or looking for an additional source of income or looking to create multiple streams of property income or business income uh, and then therefore they think what do I do property seems to be a well tried tested trusted uh, source of income uh, and it's going to be my absolute pleasure to share with you everything that I know through these different episodes uh, to help you get on the property ladder and if you're already on the property ladder there'll always be one or two golden nuggets which you can use uh, to accelerate your property business. So the most important question, I guess, uh, is should you look at buy to let or should you look at selling? Before I go into those, what I want to say is there are lots of different property strategies. There's not just two in terms of do I uh, buy and hold or do I buy, refurbish and sell. There are other strategies and I'll, I will cover those on a different episode. But for now, we'll keep it really simple, especially for people who are just starting off. Do you buy and hold or do you buy, refurbish and sell? So generally speaking, buy and hold is known as buy to let. Uh, it's a long term strategy. Uh, and people tend to build their portfolios at a particular pace and then rent it out to tenants. The good thing is it's relatively low risk. It's a well-known, well-trodden marketplace. So you'll find lots of information on it. You'll know lots of people who've done it before uh, and you've got its asset back. So you have real estate, bricks and mortar. So the risk is pretty low, generally speaking. Another advantage is it gives you regular cash flow. Now this is important uh, because a, lo a lot of people starting off tend to, for some reason, think about capital appreciation. So they think I'll buy a property, rent it out, it covers my mortgage, usually interest only. So it covers my, my mortgage and now in 10 years time or 15 years time, the property will increase, let's say by 50%. Let's not worry about the exact number. Let's just call it 50%. It increased by, by 50%. So therefore I'd have made a gain. I think that's the wrong way to see it. You should buy property uh, and look at regular cash flow, so monthly cash flow coming in, plus the capital appreciation you should see as an extra advantage stroke Brucey bonus in my world. Uh, and if you know Bruce Forsyth, you'll know what I mean by Brucey bonus. So regular cash flow is important, very important. Some of the things you need to be aware of is that you're going to have tenants, which sounds obvious, but you're gonna have tenants and you're going to have maintenance costs, whether you look after them yourself, whether you outsource them, whether you give them to a letting agent, they're going to crop up regularly and the more properties you have, the more issues you're going to have. So make sure you're comfortable with that. Uh, there'll be ongoing costs that you'll have to pay in terms of council tax and insurance uh, and wear and tear on the property, which links in with maintenance costs. So make sure you factor those into your calculations when you're looking at whether a property uh, works for you or not. Uh, 
you then obviously have to file tax returns and your accounts uh, with HMRC and I'm going to come on to that a bit later on when I talk about whether you should, you should have the property in your name or in a limited company uh, and usually it's slow to make a lot of money now of course you can look at HMOs and you can look at rent to rent and some of the other strategies like service accommodation which I will cover in a different video but generally the simple bike lets uh, if you've got one property you're not going to make that, that much money but as you scale up and depending how quickly you scale up you can very quickly replace your salary from a full-time job I've known people who've done it within 12 months some might take three years some might take five years some might never do it it all depends on how you want to quite quickly you want to grow your, your business the other option is obviously to buy and sell uh, generally speaking this is a short-term strategy although some people do go on to become property traders and developers uh, and buying and developing properties to sell at a higher rate uh, is can be slightly risky because you don't know how much value you're going to add once you've been at it for a while you'll then be experienced you'll know exactly what you're looking for you'll start looking at buying properties below market value and then adding value to them and then selling them sometimes you might even look at extending uh, sideways in the back going up uh, in terms of another floor depending on the, the type and size of property it's harder to do with just a, a small house easier to do with commercial property which I will cover uh, on a different episode so the main advantage I see is it's you can make a lot of money very very quickly so you buy a house for a hundred thousand pounds it's below market value it's worth a hundred twenty thousand pounds let's say it also needs some work doing you spend another uh, twenty thousand pounds on it so you bought it for a hundred grand you spent twenty grand on it it's costing you a hundred twenty legals all of that type of stuff let's say it's an, another five thousand pounds it's uh a hundred twenty five thousand pounds and let's say now the property is worth a hundred seventy five thousand pounds if you wanted a quick sale for example you could sell it for hundred sixty even hundred fifty make money very quickly how much you sell it for and how quickly you want to sell it is a different question the point i'm making is you can add value and sell it pretty quickly because it's a well-known marketplace a lot of houses are bought and sold every single day every single week every single month and you also you don't have to do any ongoing maintenance and you don't have to worry about ongoing tenants and voids and all of the other challenges that come with uh, renting a property so, so that's good uh, disadvantages are no regular income so it could, well, it could, it does usually, especially those who aren't experienced, it takes them longer to refurbish, redevelop a property than they thought. Uh, so the internal rate of return uh, is much lower than they thought. So they might think they're going to make, let's say, £20,000 in 12 months, but they end up taking 24 months. So they take two years and still make the same amount of money. So now, even though your fixed return is the same, it took you two years so it took you a lot longer to get the money back so that's something you need to be mindful of uh, also uh, development is more sensitive to market conditions generally speaking and when, when uh, house prices drop you're going to feel the pinch a lot so bear that in mind uh, when you're doing your calculations uh, and another thing to be aware of is you're going to have to deal with contractors and builders not everybody likes that experience uh, so make sure you have a good power team around you of people who can help you 
generally speaking, there would be a deal sourcer, agents, uh, a good accountant or and a, a property tax advisor, a, a good lawyer or conveyancer, an architect, planning consultant, building contractor, and somebody in your team uh, who can work with you in your office as an admin assistant to help and support you and a PA. Again, depending on the size of your business, the bigger it is, the more of these people that you'll need on a regular basis. So those are the real, real, real basics that I've covered. I mean, we can go in depth here, but this video is just about covering the basics to raise your awareness. So if you like the content so far, click like, press subscribe, post a comment, let me know what you think of the comment. Let me know if you want me to go deeper in any one of the areas I've just covered or if there's anything else in property that you want me to talk about uh, in terms of buy to let versus trading or development or commercial uh, conversions or buying land with planning and building houses. That's the kind of area which I operate in. Now, should you buy the properties in your name or should you buy them in a limited company? Well, if you buy them in your own name, you've then got section 24 to deal with. In a nutshell, section 24 is basically you cannot claim all of your mortgage or finance costs. Uh, so, you, so if you become a higher rate taxpayer or your rental income pushes you into the higher rate of tax, you only get a 20% tax credit. Uh, whereas if that, that weren't the case and you're a higher rate taxpayer, you'd get 100% relief. So that's something you need to be aware of. Uh, and it is going to be quite costly. You had something called wear and tear relief. That's no longer available. So that's something you need to take into account. But if you're not into property already, then you won't know, know of that. So that's not going to be as crucial for you as it were was for those who were in property a number of years ago. Uh, that's been replaced by the domestic replacement allowance, I think it's called. I always forget the name. Uh, so you can still claim for goods, uh, but not the first time you buy them. So if you buy a, a fridge for a property, you can't claim it the first time around. Even when you sell it, you can't claim the, the cost of the fridge. When you replace the fridge, uh, I think it's called replacement of domestic items. When you replace the fridge, you can then claim for the replacement. If you replace the fridge with the fridge and freezer, you can only claim the cost of the fridge and not the freezer. So you've got to keep uh, good records. Uh, the good thing about having property in your name is that it's flexible and also you keep all, control, all the control uh, and there are lots of mortgage products available out there uh, and the interest rates are pretty low. The disadvantage is you've got unlimited liability so you're responsible for everything. Your neck's on the line. You've got section 24 to worry about uh, and that is going to be quite painful. And then you've got to pay income tax on your profits. That means if you, if you have a job somewhere uh, and you, you're working full time, your property income will, or profits will be added to it. And then you've got the added uh, pain of section 24. So you could end up paying a lot of income tax, even though you don't take any money out of your sole trader account for your property business, you leave it all in there because you want to reinvest it. Now your other option, apart from having a partnership or a limited liability partnership, your other obvious main option is having a limited company. So the good thing about limited company is it's a separate legal entity and uh, it, the risk is ring-fenced within the company and you aren't personally liable. Another benefit is you only pay corporation tax at the moment at 19%. So 
So if you're looking to recycle all of those profits into buying more property or putting up uh, uh, more deposits, you, let's say you made £10,000 profit, you'd pay uh, £1,900 in corporation tax and £8,100 you can invest in the next property. It doesn't matter if you have a full-time job, as long as you don't take any money out of the company, you don't pay any tax. And the first £2,000 you take out anyhow are going to be tax-free if it's a dividend, as long as you don't have any dividends from elsewhere. So that works really well. Like I said, you can reinvest more of your profits. That works well. Uh, if you're looking to uh, add other shareholders or directors, you can do that uh, pretty easily. There would be tax consequences for adding other shareholders uh, because there would be a capital gain if you sell some of your shares to them. So speak to a tax advisor and they'll tell you more about that. Then you've got the opportunity to add your children or other family members uh, to the property business uh, by way of having alphabet shares or growth shares. Again, talk to an accountant and they will be able to tell you more about that. The disadvantage is, of course, there's double taxation. So when you take the money out, you've paid corporation tax, and uh, then when you take the money out personally, you then have to pay income tax depending on the uh, total salary plus dividends if you're taking a dividend. If you don't have a job anywhere else, you've got your personal allowance and your 2,000 pounds tax-free dividend. But if you have a job elsewhere and you've got dividends coming in from elsewhere as well, then any money you take out of your property business, you're going to have to pay uh, for the tax on it above and beyond the corporation tax. Another disadvantage is there are there's limited choice compared to having properties in your, in your own name in terms of mortgages and lending products. Uh, so it's it's tighter. Now linked with that, uh, the rates are higher. So the interest rates on uh, buy-to-lets through a company uh, are going to be higher than they are in your own name. So that in a nutshell is the very, very, very basics of thinking about should the type of property business you, you should go into. Again, I've kept it very simple as in should you buy and hold or should you buy, refurb and sell. And I've kept it very simple in terms of sole trader versus limited company. I could spend very easily 90 minutes talking about all of those topics, but that's going to make a very long video uh, and I'd rather share a bit of content with you let you th think about it and then post some comments below ask questions and continue the engagement i hope i hope and i think you're going to find that more useful than a 90 minute video so watch out for the next episode until then bye for now thanks for listening to wealth made simple you can follow and contact shaz on the facebook pages and trust property tax and the profits wizard you can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.